We are live now. Thank you, Juliana. And it is um, 7th of November, and we are on Lesson 40 of What About Me? So if you'll get your Bibles opened, gentlemen. We have only the Brainiacs with us tonight, so we'll, uh, we'll make this magic work here. We'll read through this. Paul is back in Jerusalem, and uh, I, th I think I've uh, figured out the key to this whole, uh, this whole book. So let's see if I'm right over time. By the way, I did get the iPhone 10. Congrats. I would say the iPad, I've been telling people, is the number one technology purchase I've ever made. Changed my life. iPad. Whoa. iPhone 10, right behind it, and it may move ahead of it before the end of the week. Personally, I thought the iPhone 10 looked a little bigger. You put that it looked on eBay a little bigger. Like 60 grand. Yeah, well, it's, I'm surprised. You put that on eBay for 60 grand. I've seen so many folks that are, that are actually dropping a thing right after they buy it. You know, oh, it's glass on both sides. Darn, look at that. <laughs> Morons, your bus is leaving. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, we're in. Oh. We're in. We're well, gonna no, restart the tape again. That's here. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for you, uh, you little snowflakes that are having a tough time there. Um, Acts twenty-one. We pick up in verse seventeen. Digging your ditch. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I remember. He always had a caustic way about it. Todd, <laughs> you think? <laughs> do you think you could? Uh, while I take my sweater off, since it's getting a little hot now, um, can you pick us up in twenty-one seventeen and bring us down to uh, some? Some modicum of paragraphness, please. Yes, thank you. When we had come to Jerusalem, the brothers received us gladly. On the following day, Paul went in with us to James, and all the elders were present. After greeting them, he related one by one the things that God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified God, and they said to him, you see, brother, how many thousands there are among the Jews of those who have believed. They are all zealous for the law, and they have been told about you that you teach all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or walk according to our customs. What then is to be done? They will certainly hear that you have come. Do therefore what we tell you. We have four men who are under a vow. Take these men and purify yourself along with them and pay their expenses so that they may shave their heads. Thus all will know that there is nothing in what they have been told about you, but that you yourself also live in observance of the law. But as for the Gentiles who have believed, we have sent a letter with our judgment that they should abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols, from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. All right, let's let's call it there. So it's, this this paragraph is packed. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, if you want, kind of walk through there with me and tell me what kind of stuck out to you as you read it. Remember that it's uh, we jump into verse twenty. Uh, they're all zealous for the law in English. Well, there's only one word in Greek for law, and it's namas. And you don't know whether it's the Torah or it's man's law 
or it's the law of sin and death, or it's the law of you know eating figs and pudding in the same meal. You just don't have any idea other than through the context. So I think that we could put uh, the Torah in uh, verse 20. They're zealous for the Torah, and they've been told about you. So what is it that these thousands, many thousands of Jews who have believed, evidently in Messiah Yeshua, have heard about this guy. By the way, do you think this is the same thousands? 3,000, then 4,000, then a few more here and there that got saved at the beginning of Acts chapter 2, do you think? Acts 2, Acts 3, Acts 4. Do you think that's the same group he's talking about? I thought they, well, I read a different version that I thought said myriads, which would be like a minimum of 20,000. That's fine. For you. Right. So, again, is it, do you think he's talking about the same group? Well, I mean, I was going to be part of them, but there's a lot more. Okay. Another answer? I think he's right, but... Another perspective? No? No, no other perspective. Okay. Consider this. When was the master crucified? Rough, rough guess. Give me a, give me a number. 30. 30. 30 of the common era. Okay. What year are we reading about? Ish. 50. 50. 50. It's been 20 years. Would he really be referring to a group of, of folks, of Jews, that got saved... 20 years prior? I don't think so. I think this is current day, and I think Joshua's right. You've got many thousands of Jews that have come to believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. This is big. This is not what you hear in the, in the visible representation of the church today. This is not what we taught. You'll read phrases like, the Jews betrayed him. The Jews crucified him. Well, the Jews wouldn't have anything to do with that. They had to split off because the Jews, well, they didn't believe. Yeah. Why, why are the Jews being persecuted? Well, the Jews killed Christ. Why, why have the Jews been forsaken as God's people? Because now he chose the church, which is not a people, by the way. It's a group of Gentiles from... And the answer is, well, they rejected Jesus. That doesn't seem to be what we're reading here. Many thousands, myriads, have come to believe that Messiah Yeshua is the one who was promised from long before. And well, if you get the impression, I feel like if you, as we continue to read through Acts, if you know some of the history, that they were kind of starting to make quite a dent in the political religious system out there. Um, the Sadducees were in like you know full on panic mode yeah. within the next ten years because. Right. We don't know how close we're getting 60, but... Right, I mean... From 66. (laughs) Well, that's when the the temple uh, fell. but 70, but yeah. But 66 is when they started the revolt against Rome. Right, but that actually came after the Sadducees took James, we read about here, and threw threw him off the temple. So, I mean, there was, um, like I said, full-on panic mode. You bet. Uh, And you think it was bad enough that they tried to kill Yeshua at night, throwing a guy off the temple in daylight. Who yeah. was known for being a, a tzaddik? Just the righteous. Guy. Yeah, because yeah. his name, his name was the, the righteous one. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of level of antagonism Thanks. speaks to the stress that yeah. they're under because this religious movement of the way has 
um, has grown so much that it's challenging their authority. It's pulling people in. You'll see, if we look at Paul and his situation, the Pharisees don't really have an issue with him. Well, you're getting to that. Let's, let's wait on that. But that's exactly right. And so if you haven't studied the history before, as, you, as we walk through, we've only got seven more chapters. There's only 28 chapters in the book, right? So we're almost done with the history here. So this is his, his downward or upward spiral, depending on which way you look at it, you know. Um, to be absent from the body is to be present. Well, no, just the upper, right. Okay, yeah. right. I hear a flushing sound. I should stop. <laughs> so um, as, as we go through this, you need to remember you've got a boatload of Orthodox Jewish men who have accepted Yeshua as the Messiah. You have an incredible amount of folks, Jew and Gentile, in this area that we've been watching as Paul's you know, going down into Greece, up to Macedonia, over to Asia, back down again, Iconium, and all that. So there's, there's an impact here that's extraordinary. But we're going we're gonna to get to some physical factors, not spiritual, not emotional, some physical factors that cause a big problem. So as we walk through this, just kind of keep that in mind. And, and I'm not jumping ahead too much, but the reference here later on that they see Trophimus, yeah. and they all freak out yeah. because he's an Asian. Yeah. No, he's Ephesian. Ephesian, but, you know, from Asia, Asia Minor. Um, yeah, well, that's that's Asia. Right. That's it. So what's really interesting about that... I just find it weird that you call him an Asian. I know. I thought that <laughs> was kind of funny, too. Um, but what's really interesting about that is we've already introduced to him. He shoot, he showed up earlier, I think, in the, at the end of Romans. Yeah. Gets named as one of the, you know, myriads of people that get yeah, named at the end right. of Romans. And, and number 16, yeah, your name was Trophimus. Yeah, everybody remember Trophimus. He's a great guy, too. But he, yeah, it's he's like Trophimus Mr. Trump and, doing yeah, a Trophimus thing. and Trophimus <laughs> or whatever, the two guys, the name's similar, from Asia. So we know that that's probably almost certainly the same, same guy. guy. But what's important to me is he was recognized. I mean, again, I think this gets back to what we're talking about. I don't about know if here. he was recognized as being Trophimus, but certainly recognized as being an Ephesian or, I would say, a Gentile. Yeah, that, that's hard that's to do, though. Let's wait till we get to that verse now. No, just real quick. I just that's hard to do, though, because... As we saw at Shavuot at the beginning of this book, yes, actually. Jews from the entire world, some of which who don't even hardly speak Hebrew, are coming back for the holiday. To just say, that guy's got a short haircut, I'm not sure I can see tzitzit on him, he must be a Gentile, is a pretty strong accusation. But they called him out by name. My point is, the, the way was known. I agree. Won't argue that for a moment. I Globally, they yes. were known. Globally known. Absolutely. All right. Um, just an addition myself. What'd you get? Yeah, what'd so, you get? Um, with regards to verse 25, but concerning the nations who believe, we have been written, decided that they should keep themselves from what is offered to idols, blood, what is strangling a horn, this is the Council of Jerusalem doctrine. Um, it uses the term, but, I feel like it would be more appropriate in Greek, is that the conjunction... Where, where is the but? My, it's in mind, but. Maybe in someone else it's not a but. Well, where is the but? Um, at the very beginning. Oh. However... Yeah, however, it could be. However, it could be so as it could. But yeah, even that implies a distinction where and means it's a continuation of a development. So right. I don't want the term but, and maybe someone can say that in the, the Greek doesn't. Greeks the Greek doesn't have that. Yeah. Okay, it's just a conjunction. All right, grouping it together. And if I recall correctly, um, the I'm going to go back to my uh, childhood days conjunctions and. In English are very Conjunction. Conjunction. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
right. in Greek, their function is really weird, right? Yeah, I mean, they have like conjunctions yeah. where they can actually mean almost opposite things. Like, isn't one? Isn't it like it can be like but or it could be and? Yes. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Death. De. So is that assuming what we have here? Yeah, it is you're right. So exactly. that again to your Tra point, translator bias. You're right, and I agree because as I was reading this, I was thinking there's two ways to read this verse. One is. <laughs> Here's what the Jews are doing, and they're zealous for the Torah, but, but we make sure the Gentiles know they don't have to do that. Right. Or, here's what the Jews are doing, they're zealous for the Torah, and we've also made sure that the Gentiles are doing like these bare minimum things because it's important for them to do that too. Exactly right. Which is just a totally different message. And that's what I was wanting to just draw out there. I feel like this is biased. You bet. I agree. Absolutely. Um, you are going to have a blast when we get to Hebrews, man. It's going to be unbelievable. I'm going to provide you Hebrews in the study guide. And I'll be, it, it is, it's going to be cool. You, I hope that you. Like, I went through it uh, with uh, Joshua's father, Rick Spurlock. And it was, especially for a guy who loves to study the Greek, it was an amazing eye opener because doing the verbs, you just wouldn't necessarily. I mean, why, why would you look up a verb? It, it, it's probably going to mean what the English guy says it means. But the tense of the verb, the big deal. Yeah, it was borderline it's tragic, good. actually, reading the, the difference. So, yeah, we're going to have a sort of a before and after. You know, it'll take us a little bit to get through there, but I guarantee you when you're done with it, you're going to go, man, that was cool. <laughs> it won't have any effect on your place in the world to come, but I'll tell everyone <laughs> it does. So, Jonathan, don't, score, don't worry about it. All right, so I'm, I am focusing on what, and I don't know if I put it in this, this week's guide or in next week's, but I'm absolutely convinced of, of, of one thing here. I'm absolutely convinced that if if you want to uh, if you want to really know where the rubber was meeting the road and where the rub was in this community and in this time frame, I'm convinced that Paul's our key player, right? So, I, is it is it the Jews that say Paul started a new religion, or was it is it the Gentiles that say Paul starts? Now, I mean, Jews. Both. So, okay. It both. depends on how liberal your, your scholar yeah. is. Okay. So yeah. I'm convinced that for our purposes, what about me, Halakha, how do I live? I think the key here is to look at two things. First, what did they accuse this guy of? Why would they accuse him of that? Because if they, 2,000 years ago, accused him of things that we hear other people now accusing him of, like that the Torah is done away with. Why would we, we don't need the Torah anymore. Well, maybe we should look at his response. Did he go, well, yeah, that's true. What would you need the Torah for? I mean, <laughs> Jesus came. Hello. Let's have some, some bratwurst and some pork fries. Yeah. Let's look at what they said about him, what, you know, that they were upset about, and what his defense was over the next two, three lessons. And I am convinced it's going to be an amazing eye-opener for us. This is not new, by the way, in the book of Acts. Earlier with Stephen, we had very similar accusations going on. And in that case and in this one, they're both presented as false accusations. The context clearly indicates that Paul, supposedly going around telling Jews not to circumcise, etc., not to walk according to the customs, which, by the way, is actually a stricter standard than the written Torah, um, these are not true because their immediate response to that is 
Um, well, let's before we use an indefinite pronoun, let's actually list out what are the things that they said oh, they, well, that others were saying he was teaching. The most important thing about what he's, they said is that they, he's telling the Jews. I think this is important for later. We'll get into Absolutely. that later. But, Absolutely. but also, I think it's interesting that they, they don't really worry about what he's telling the Gentiles when it comes to keeping the Torah. They're more concerned, in this case, about the Jews. You bet. Um, but they're saying that if the sake Moses... Well, but why are, why are they more concerned about the Jews? Well, because they know that the Gentiles have to keep the Torah. I'm sorry? The, the opposition movement opposing Paul doesn't believe the Gentiles need to keep the Torah. Therefore, why are the guys that are telling Paul, James and the elders, are concerned about what the other Jews are saying? Well, because the religious Jews in Jerusalem are hearing it. Exactly. And that's their ministry base. That's who they're ministering to. Paul is ministering to the Gentiles... But James and these other guys are ministering to the Jews that have given their lives to Messiah Yeshua. Absolutely. Go ahead. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's fine. So the things that they're saying is he's... Number uh, one. Forsake Moses. Wow. Forsake Moses means in code... Abandon the Torah. We don't need the Torah anymore. That sounds real. I've heard that recently somewhere. What's the second one? Telling them not to circumcise their children. Oh, I mean, if it's not for health reasons, why would you go through this barbaric act? I mean, do you have... Haven't you seen how they cry? Oh, I'm sorry, what was the first? I have. It's you have. Really short. <laughs> it is really short. Under 60 seconds, he promised us. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's true. Um, or walk according to our customs, which again, like I said before, is a higher standard. Right, right. But this, this would be the traditions, right. right? Which we have already seen. Paul is commending Gentile assemblies, not only for keeping the Torah, but the traditions that he passed on to them. Right. Okay. And as examples, I mean, that's necessarily, um, it may or may not be, uh, you know, things like the Malachot for Shabbat. It could also include things like Hanukkah, which is not actually a biblical holiday. It could also include easy things like, hey, why don't we thank God for the food he's provided before, before we eat? Right. That's not what the Torah says. The Torah commands us to thank him after, after we eat. eat. So we're glomming onto that tradition pretty good. Just in a, a quick aside that uh, Greg Upham is uh, finally listening online with us. He's been Hello. going through some major, major um, corporate expansions. So God bless him for being with us. But he, he wanted to remind us that the four things that you brought up that the Gentiles, that they wrote to the Gentiles about, are what the divine invitation people say. That's what Gentiles should do. The absolute antithesis of what we are finding as we walk through from Matthew to the maps to look at what the Holocaust for, for Gentiles should be. And it's and quite frankly, if you read that passage, what's really missing here is who they're talking to yeah. doesn't comment back. Paul should say either, that's exactly what I've been telling them, which right. would be a lie, right. you're reading his epistles, right. and he's not saying any of these things really right. besides the sexual immorality one. Sure. Um, or, or B... Um, Paul should go, whoa, whoa, wait. I think they're supposed to keep a whole lot more than that. What are you talking about? Or I have my own list. Right, and neither one of those came out. No. Which means there was an understanding. Yes. Because we clearly know what Paul was teaching the Gentiles, and we know that James knew what he was teaching them. And so there's not... So they understand. Silence here speaks loud. You bet. You bet. And Paul's... Paul's willingness to go along with the plan to prove that he's keeping the Torah with the four men of the Nazarite vow. Uh, and on top of that, 
his uh, failure to disagree at all with anything that they've said here, to me, indicates that um, he's keeping the Torah, and his message of Gentiles keeping the Torah too is harmonious with what the Jerusalem Council had intended with their, with their summary. Exactly. Which, by the way, my own my dad, when he looked at these four, points out that these four are very similar, if not identical, to four things in the book of Jeremiah for which you are kicked out of the land. Right. The one thing there that's unusual is blood. Um, in the book of Jeremiah, it's murder, but murder and blood could be a euphemism for that sure. in, in Judaism. Sure. So that's basically the, the same list. Yeah. And so my dad's theory is that these were like, you know, critical, very important. Not, you know, not from a traditional perspective and not necessarily for fellowship perspective, but they're important to God. Well, yeah. And if you're coming in new, it would be good to know those. These are the things that you exile. Exactly. Don't do them. That's a, that's a big <laughs> deal. All right, so I, I got two things to, to get your comments on. Um, verse 22. Hey, they know you're here. This is what they've heard. What then is to be done? And here it is. They will certainly hear that you have come. Why would he mention that? What's his concern? I feel like I just stepped into a room by myself. <laughs> no! What happened to Paul when, I mean, I, for those of you watching online, listening, listening online, um, Paul went up this coast and got to Antioch, hung the left turn into Asia, right? After Iconium, he went into Asia. And first couple of places he went, what happened? Someone killed him. They, yeah, they beat the living tar out of the guy. And in one place, they stoned him to death. He got up. That was that's pretty cool, by the way. And that's a, almost a John Wayne kind of kind of walk. And he walked back into town, which I would have been going the other way. Um, but that's, who is it? Who is it that's, is it on this one or is it in the next one? It's in the next one. I can't. Can't show that. <laughs> well, yeah, you'll see in the next, as we keep reading, that it's Jews in Asia, as we see later on, that are kicking up all the dust and getting all upset. Well, who were the Jews that were following him from town to town? Where were they? Who were the Jews that stoned him? Where were they? Asia? Hello? Right? So, they're going to hear that you come. Oh, my. Maybe we can get you a room somewhere so they won't see you or something. So that's the first deal there. Um, Paul really with was the uh, hot potato of the day. Wasn't yeah, it? big time. You know. So with with regard to the letter in verse twenty five, you know, we sent we sent these guys a letter. You know, gave me these four things. Again, maybe I'm reading into it. I need your perspective. Did they send a letter in Acts chapter fifteen? Yes. Truthful counts. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, okay. I say we send him a letter. We abstain from these four things. You know, do well and you'll do good. You know, whatever it was. And they sent the letter off. You know, and you know, some people came and said some stuff that we didn't really, you know, condone. Here's a letter from us. You know, blah blah blah. Here's the four things. Do you think? Again, we're at least twenty years out. 
Do you think he's referring to that time? Paul was there. Paul was alive 20 years ago when that letter was sent out. When Peter I mean, got he was back. Sent out too. I mean, Paul and Barnabas was sent out to tell, yeah. tell everybody this. Yeah. So do you think he's referring to that letter from over 20 years ago? Question. I don't know the Greek or the tense here. The word sent. Could it be... Which word sent? So sent? we have sent a letter. We have sent a letter, yeah. Could that be read somewhere like our sending? Um, or... Both have and sent are not in the Greek. This is all just um, made out... Uh... So we've we've commissioned. I mean, it's like... Because yeah. the reason why I'm asking is it almost... Because now I'm thinking about like what Alex was saying earlier. This is a conjunction. Junction. If it's, yeah. if it's and and not but, then it says... That it would read, thus all will know that there is nothing in what they have been told about you, but that you also yourself live in observance of the law. And as the Gentiles who believed, we have commissioned letter with our judgment, dot, 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 for you to take back with you when you go back to the Gentiles. Could be. I don't know. Again, he already got a letter from these guys 20 Right, but I'm saying like this may be an opportunity for them to re-emphasize that. Okay, okay. Yeah. You know, in view of what's obviously a dispute over you're under, who's supposed to be doing what. You're under 20? Yes, sir. You got anything from 20 years ago? You got a letter from your wife 20 years ago? Did you hold on to it? I would think that'd be more important than a letter from, you know, James. Anybody? 20 years. 20 years! Well, I do have stuff from 20 years ago. But. We, do, we do actually so do I. have But most of them are guns. Yeah. They're not, you know, not letters. <laughs> Who says letters? All right. Obviously, some of them got saved, but they turned it in our Bible. That's exactly right. All right, so I, you, you get where I'm coming from, right? you got a 20-year gap here, and in your cursory reading, you'd think, oh, yeah, the letter, right? Yeah, Acts yeah, chapter 15. <laughs> doubtful, highly doubtful. So you have to question why he's telling Paul. Because as you know, and just said, Paul and Barnabas were the ones that were given the letter to take it back to Antioch. So, all right. Whew. I, I feel good about that. All right. Let's... So this letter basically is validating that the elders, the leadership of the way, has again reinstated that Paul is legitimate and his message is legitimate. Is that what you're saying this letter is? In regards to all the accusations being made against him. My perspective is that this letter is virtually identical to the first letter they sent 20 years ago. Okay. This can't be the same letter okay. that he's referring to because Paul already knew about it. And this is as if he didn't know. Um, Greg writes that... Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to get into the whole divine invitation, Greg. No. Um, he writes that Paul would be accountable to the court. He's still under his jurisdiction from a legal perspective. And I think he's referring to that letter because it was a legal decree, not just a common communication. But again, I think that, I, I get that it, it was legal then, but I, I don't think that he would have been referring to something that was decreed 20 years ago unless they renewed it. And re, I don't have any problem with them renewing it. I just think it would be odd if, if it were placed as a, uh, you know, when hey Paul, it, just in case you forgot, by the way. When was the Didache written? After this, probably 100. Okay. Yeah, maybe, possibly even later. Okay. 
Okay. So, 26. You went? Yeah. I just want to, as we're turning the corner here, and they're about to send him, this this is for, for the discussion of has the Torah been done away with, this is one of my most favorite parts of the whole scripture, because if it hasn't been done away with, this is where the elders and the church pull off this big scam and and uh, try to make it look like Paul is obeying the law. So, so it's a fake. So it's, it's, it's a fake out. Yeah, it's a crime. It's, yeah. a, it's a sin. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, there's, there's those that would believe that this is exactly where... And it's the beginning of the end and the split, the schism. I don't think it's the schism here. There was a schism, but I don't think it's here. Um, Greg reminds us that a law doesn't simply expire. So what they came out with in Acts 15 is not going to expire. I'm not saying it did. I'm just saying that, you know, they may have, you know, resent, redone, you know, like, you know, you get a copy of the Constitution in the mail from your congressman. You just want to remind you that, you know, this, this is, you know, this is the deal here, right? So... All right. Um, you feel like reading? You got your yeah. uh, iPad there. So we'll pick up in, uh, I think, 26. And I, I want you to specifically pick up on what is Paul's response. Right? So, hey, Paul, these guys are, 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 have been heard that you're teaching against the Torah, against circumcision, against, what was the other thing? Uh, against square dancing, uh, against... Uh, After the custom. Uh, yeah, against the traditions, yeah. right. Or the oral law, right? So we get fixed for that. Our fix is what he's going to read now, which is to take these four guys, and what's he supposed to do? What's he supposed to do with these four guys? Pay their way. Four yeah, vow. right? Yeah. So he's not only going to go finish out his vow, which now we understand that's why he was rushing to get back. He got back. Now, you know, if you're actually going to go to the temple and participate, unless you're pure, it would, it would be, it would be a, a bold-faced lie. For you to go in there and do that, if you're actually teaching that the Torah doesn't matter anymore, we don't need a temple anymore, you know, what, what, what's going on here? So that does not appear to be the conduct or the character of the man that we've been reading about all this time. So how does he respond? 21, 26? Yeah, pick it up at 26. To the end? I don't know, I'll stop. Then Paul took the men, and the next day he purified himself along with them and went into the temple, giving the other one of the days of purification when fulfilled and the offering presented for each one of them. Now... Oh, when I say offering, do you think plate? When I say offering, Animal. do you think change? When I think say offering, do you think wallet? When I say offering, do you think money? When I say offering, do you think hundred dollar bill, twenty dollar, two, two, two couple of couple of singles? If your wallet's made of a letter, it might be closer. Ah, uh, so it, let's let's not lose the nuance, right? If he's making an offering, this context, there's no question. And we can go back to the Torah for what this offering needed to be. This is, and you said it earlier, animal. animal. When the seven days were almost completed, the Jews from Asia seeing him... Oh, there it was. I thought it was next week. There's the Jews from Asia. It was bad boy. <laughs> the Jews seeing him in the temple stirred at the cold crowd and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man who is teaching everyone against every, everyone everywhere against people and the law in this place. I see, so let's 
pause there for just a second, but don't lose your place because I want you to keep going. This is slightly different than before, right? Telling them not to circumcise their children. Uh, forsake Moses, don't circumcise your kids, and don't walk according to the customs. Now that's been, now we're hearing it from them. This is what James said they were saying. Now we got it from them. This is the man who is teaching everyone everywhere, which is actually sort of true, against the people. Who are they? The Jewish. Jews. The Jews, right? And the law, what's that? And this place, temple. the temple. Well, if if you were gonna, it's a trifecta. Yeah, right. If you're gonna teach against Judaism, well, I mean, if we list, if we look at uh, the way the first fruits of Zion encourages Gentiles to to embrace Messianic Judaism, their focus is, and I love them for this on the people, the scriptures, and the land of the people of Israel. That, that's this. That's these three. This is, a you know, like, let's flush Judaism. Where have you heard that in your lifetime? It doesn't seem to be snide, but this definitely does sound like is like basic Catholic and any other major Christian theology right exactly. here. It's exactly I mean, right. Like, and, at least up until the 20th century. Yeah, isn't that sad? I mean, that, but it's... Yeah. They, they... By the way, these, these, these guys are wrong. Mm. We, we, we all agree, right? These guys, these Jews from Asia are wrong. This is not what he was teaching. But that's now become the doctrine of what presumably he was teaching. So we've got a different religion. Is, is really what they're saying. He's, the irony is they're accusing him of having a different religion. Of teaching a different religion. And the irony is... He does not. He does not. But the really tragically ironic point is that today, people think he did. Exactly And right. they actually think he did exactly what they accused That's exactly him right. falsely right. of doing. The false accuser, that was the same with the master, right? Wait, wait, that was a false accuser who said it. Jesus didn't say that. It was a false accuser who said it. Yeah. All right, so how are we going to turn that tide, Joshua? We're going to turn that tide by making sure these audio files stay online so that people can hear them. Pick it up, brother. Moreover, he even brought Greeks into the temple and oh defiled this holy place. But they had previously seen... Wait, wait. Can you bring Greeks into the temple? No. Yeah. no. Back then, could you bring Greeks into the temple? No. The sun, uh, Who goes into the temple? Jews. Jewish men. Well, there's a partition. That's not true. Gentiles can go into yeah. the temple. The temple compound. Right. They go up onto the top. Back then. There was a wall. And there was a wall. And what did we have every so many feet? A little sign. What did it say? To be shot dead. Come past this way, and we'll kill you. Literally, we'll kill you. Levites did two things sang and carried some type of weapon. That was their job to protect the sanctity of the temple and the temple mount. They were the hymn singers. This is, this is the chorus. This is the choir. I think all choir members should be carrying a firearm. <laughs> I think this is the greatest thing. All right. That would be interesting. Yeah. And they very well may be. Don't you wish that the folks that were in that church in Texas, in the choir, were all carrying? Yes. Man. I'm sure. I'm sure some more, but you can't ever account for the elements of 
It takes practice. Yeah. All right, so where are we going? He even brought Greeks into the temple, which he couldn't do, right? Who goes into the temple? Jewish. Jewish. Jews. Jews. However, could you, in that day, what would you have to do? Convert. Convert. To convert, because if you convert the way they say you convert, you know, okay. we no longer Gentile, which is really got to be, in my opinion, sorry, I just think it's the stupidest thing I ever heard, that you're genetically going to change. Anyway, all right, go ahead. What do you got? All right. Um, for they had previously seen Trophimus. Trophimus. Trophimus the Ephesian with him in the city, and they supposed that Paul had brought him into the temple. Then all the city was stirred up, and the people ran together. They seized Paul and dragged him out of the temple. At once the gates were shut. Why? Because at this point the uh, religious the equivalent up. of the center disease control siren is going off. The Levites have jumped in, pulled out their swords, closed the gates, let the riot go outside. Well, no, that's not the only reason. If Paul did bring a Greek guy to the temple, you got Levites in biohazard suits yeah, yeah, spraying yeah, everything yeah, down, basically. Point. I mean, you've got what? that. I, what? You have a main, <laughs> During the holiday of Shavuot period, it's kind of a big deal that things are clean. Yeah. German infestation handling. Now, that's sort of interesting. So, it is very, very important that things do stay clean and pure cure. because there's so many things that have to happen. Yeah. If it becomes unclean, you, you'll be cut off from Israel. If you were the one who did this, you'd be. I mean, we read that over and over in the Torah. You know, you got to make sure you don't. Know, did you touch a dead body since the last time you were here? Through the mikvah, buddy. That's why everybody went through the mikvah, just to make sure. Yeah. Wanted to make sure that they were good. And Kapoor fixes that. I just want to bring one more thing up before you continue, Isaac. Um, these guys who are saying this, do you believe that they believed? What they said. Understand where I'm coming from. Do you believe that they were genuine in their concern, or do you believe that they were just trying to win a bet, get something that Paul didn't like his haircut? I believe in their mind they were very much sincere. Okay. So and they're concerned for the sanctity of the temple. Okay. So if that's true. Would you disagree with their reaction? No. I think it's important for us to recognize that, right? If they truly this believe... instinct. This is what had to happen. This, this is right. This is what is supposed to be done according to the Torah. Men of Israel, help! These guys aren't bad. Let's not make mm -hmm. the mistake of, of throwing them under the bus and saying, Oh, it's those damn Jews again that hate Jesus. That's what the church does. These guys were right. They're concerned about the sanctity of what God told them to be concerned about. They're wrong, but their intentions were correct. Exactly. And it's interesting, though. I think that this particular passage tells me a lot about... This little verse, verse 28, tells me a lot about what it was that Paul was teaching that they were... Because you asked this question later. What are they, what are they interpreting yeah. as being this? Yeah. And I think the most important thing is um, they say they said the key words here. Teaching everyone everywhere. Wait a minute. Everyone? Wouldn't it be every Jew everywhere? I mean, why everyone? The next Good point, point Good is point. they start with against the people. What? Against the people? Like, I mean, in my mind, I know that against the Jewish people is a huge deal. 
but I guess in my mind, I would have partnered with the temple. They, that's more than enough to get somebody in big trouble. We saw this with Stephen. He gets stoned to death because he's supposedly speaking against the temple. Yeah. Then they cap it that he brought Greeks into the temple. Now, as we mentioned earlier, there's this little sign saying, no Gentiles past this point. But that's not in the Torah. Right. There was no restriction on the genetic, well, there were some restrictions on genetics for certain groups, but not generically Gentiles right. um, to come into the those, temple. Those Moabites, yeah. we got a little problem with that. But the rest of them allowed in um, as long as they were clean. Sure. So that so, really you don't have to be, well, technically you're not saying that they have to be blood Jewish, but it's an assumption that if I'm not Jewish, then therefore I'm not clean because I've not gone through the well, standards you, you couldn't get onto practices. The, you, right. You, right. Would, you would have trouble in that day to get onto the Temple Mount without going through the mikvah. But to his but to his point, like if you touch a dead body, it's a different thing from a mikvah. So there's a lot of like rules you, you may not be aware right. of. Right, so that's I why you get the seven day purification thing. So I, I yeah, get no all question. I get yeah. all of that though. But the point that I'm trying to highlight here is they're upset because Paul is treating Gentiles like Jews. Yes, right. Their yes, right. issue, if you tr- if you think about it, that makes their phrase make sense. Everyone everywhere, he's teaching Gentiles right. and Jews right. that they are all able to keep the Torah. They are all the people of God. This is a huge problem. He's teaching against the people. What does that mean? He's telling Gentiles that they can be like Jews without conversion. And quite frankly, that is one of the biggest problems that we have with the Chabad house here. This is nothing new. Right. They, they don't want me to teach Gentiles to keep the Torah. So my point, though, is to say that their issue, we get so caught up in things like who Jesus is, somehow that was the major debate. That was the That's major correct. debate. You're my exactly dad's been right. saying for a decade. The real issue at the core of the argument between Paul and the religious leaders of his day was for what to do about Gentiles. And Paul is the uh, crux point of that argument. Sure, because he... He's the, the Gentile side. Right. He's on the Gentile yeah. side. He's the one preaching to all of them. Yeah. But that means then, if that's true, that means in my mind that Paul is teaching Gentiles to keep the Torah. Why would you bring a Greek into the temple unless you were telling them that they should be doing the sacrifices? That's it. That's beautiful. And ironically enough, that's what got him in trouble. You bet. And we can understand why. They... Nobody wants... To feel second class. Right. You say to somebody, I'm better than you. Why would you say you're better than me? Because someone better than me said I was better than you. Nobody wants to hear that. Well, flip the coin. Suppose you have been told by someone better than you that you are better than them. And now, somebody who's been told that with you has decided to say we're all just the same. The, the fundamental point here is there's no in with God. Are Jews special? Absolutely. I mean, we just went through Romans, right? Are Jews awesome? Did they get the Torah? Did they get chosen by God? The Messiah came to the Jews. There's nothing you can say bad. Were they stiff-necked? Sure, aren't you? That's not unique. <laughs> What's unique? Get chosen by God. That's pretty unique. Mm-hmm. You guys are schmoes. You didn't get chosen by God. I didn't either. There's Joes and there's Jews. And I'm a Joe. That's where he's coming from. He's teaching, if I could paraphrase it, that you don't get a special in 
just because you're Jewish. You don't get a place in the world to come because your bloodline follows some path. That's not what does it. Does it make it special? Yeah. Do you get some cool things to do, like be the high priest? There's a pretty cool thing in the Midrash about that. Do, yeah. Do you, are you great? Yeah. Do you get land? Yeah. Do you have a place in the world to come? No. That's done a different way. And there's the rub. I think that's definitely a major part of it. But I think your first point is also the other component, which is to say, it is a, why say it's preaching against the people? It, it's challenging Jewish identity. There are those, right. even in the Messianic movement today, that say by you keeping Shabbat, you're committing uh, cultural genocide. Cultural genocide because spiritual genocide. you're making yeah. it as though it doesn't matter. It doesn't if matter Jewish. if it's you or not. And the the problem with that is like Paul understands this so well in the book of Ephesians. We'll get to later. I don't want to get too into that, but he makes a quick point that those of us in this room are losers. We got nothing yeah, to come chapter, before God. Chapter we two. had no hope without God. Cut off from the covenants. It wasn't from a strangers. Cut off from the people of Israel. You had nothing. Absolutely nothing. But the point is that, so in a way, Paul is not disagreeing with the Jewish leaders of his day that the Gentiles are schmoes. What what he is saying, though, is a different method for them to join, and more importantly, one that keeps them Gentiles. And that threatens the identity of the Jewish people at the day, and even today, which is why it's still an issue. Right, and it, it doesn't need to. It doesn't. But that's a different topic. Right. We're getting to it towards, towards the end of this. I'm sure we'll get into this, but uh, I'm with you. Is everybody on track? Are we, are we, track. We're good? Good? All right. Are you going to read tonight? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and as they were seeking to kill him, where he came to the tribune of the cohort that all Jerusalem was in confusion, he at once took soldiers and centurions and ran down to them. And when they saw the tribune and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. I just want to pause here because I was in the military Friday's Veterans Day. Thank you very much. Enjoy the Thank freedom. Thank you for your service. Yep. This is actually your holiday, not Memorial Day. Not Memorial Day. Not Memorial Day, right. Yeah, <laughs> just, let's get that right. But Saturday's the real Veterans Day, but there's right. Friday Veterans for day people to have a holiday. That's right? right. That's exactly right. I don't have any problem with that. So I'm not going to work. <laughs> um, but I, I, I do want to, and I try to go through this a little bit in the study guide just to make sure you guys understand. A, a tribune is, he's, he's top shelf. This is big. If I were a tribune, if I were a guy who's in charge of this city, as this man is, and there was, you know, a, a scuffle going on, and there's four or five kids beating up on an old guy, or there's four or five old guys beating up on a kid, I'd grab, like, maybe all of you. I'd just grab five or six guys, and we go down, straighten us out. What do we do? We straighten things out. That's what we do. We're Roman soldiers. What are you going to do? We straighten things out. He didn't do that. He, this, this deal must have been so big. Read what he brought with him. The Roman battalion. He, he, he brought with him soldiers and centurions he didn't just bring soldiers like us he brought centurions centurions are are soldiers who have a hundred guys under them now i'm not saying he brought all the guys under each centurion but he was concerned enough he knew to bring officials he brought some officers with him that could look some some ne'er-do-wells in the mouth and go 
you need to step back, son, and reconsider. You asked the question what we compare this to today. Yeah, I was looking at some kind of, I mean, I, I had a picture in my mind, but I couldn't put my mind. The closest mind, I could yeah. think of is the riots in Charlotte from a couple of years ago. If you saw pictures of that, there were like just this army of police officers in riot gear yeah, yeah, with, with shields, shields and, you know, all of that stuff. And these mobs, you know, fire and people are throwing things. Yeah. And that's basically what you've got here. That's right. You have a riot. I mean, this is all Jerusalem's a confusion. He's expecting, he's going to come down into it. If you've been in Jerusalem, these tiny little streets, yeah. and they're going to be packed with people breaking things and hurting people. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's that's what went through my mind, was was some kind of riot thing that we're seeing on the news. Charlottesville, Charlotte a couple of years, was that actually a couple of years ago now? No, it was more than that. Exactly last year? Less than, yeah. What was it right now? Yeah, right yeah. after the election. All right, so last year, right? So, I mean, you got, this is yeah. astonishing. And, and I want you to, you know, just grasp, you know, I, I always say you should read the, read the scriptures, you should hear the noises, you should smell the sounds. There are people yelling and screaming, there's blood everywhere, hair, elbows, and eyeballs all going through the thing, and you got Roman soldiers, and they don't walk in the way police officers do and say, excuse me, can you step back, let's clear a path here. You've already lost an arm. I'm telling you, right? <laughs> yeah, I would just start, thump! <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, was that your hand? Yeah, all right, good. You got it. All right. point out one thing, and yes, please it's not as important, but I always find it says that I mean the proximity. At once that he took soldiers and captains and ran down to them. What do you read out of that? Ran down to them. Why is it important to say they were in an elevated position and they ran down? Well, soldiers want to be in an elevated position, and on the corner of Herod's Huber, there was the. There's a corner of the Temple Mount structure, right? Yeah, there's a like a. Um, Tower. I want to say it's yeah. more than a barracks. It's it's, it's a like a, it's like a yeah it's like a watchtower where they're keeping watch over the whole city. Okay. So the well, I guess point. what I'm trying to say, uh, yeah, the temple wasn't the highest point. There was something higher that I overshadowed the well, temple. Well, it's, it's on the Temple Mount, and that was the barracks of the. That's temple. right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So they're running down. Which makes sense for the context here. So they're right there. You bet. This they see what's going starts, on. Someone goes, hey. Something crazy just happened, you know. Or, or, they, or, or they hear it. Right. Right? But to your point, they run right down. It didn't get a chance to go very far because they're trying to beat this guy to death. But right? they haven't succeeded yet, which means it was really fast that I, how quickly everything happened. Exactly right. Hmm. Which means that the soldiers would have, been, uh, would have been possibly very brutal in their approach. Okay? Hmm. Then the tribune came up and arrested him and ordered him to be bound with two chains. He inquired who he was and what he had done. Some of the crowd were shouting one thing, some another, and as he could not learn the facts because of the uproar, he ordered him to be brought into the barracks. And when he came to the steps, he was actually carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the crowd. For the mob of the people followed, crying out, away with him. All right, thank you. I just didn't get the two chain deal. Same per arm? Could be. Yes. <laughs> Rico. Could be. I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, he was in the middle of all that. I'm just wondering, is it this? Is it hands behind the back? Is it, you know, hands and feet? I was thinking hands and feet. Well, it could have been feet because I think they were expecting him to walk. And and they don't want him shuffling in that kind of an Well, they said they carried him. But, but didn't say they carried him because they chained him because then it would be stupid to chain him. There was a type of, uh, there was a way to chain up prisoners 
in the early days, we're talking like 1500s, we're talking about around the Wright brothers, okay, there was a, <laughs> but you know what I mean, from that point on, in earlier times, the, their, uh, they were able to chain up the person, not so he would shuffle, but he, there was enough like leg space to walk, but mm -hmm. his hands were still chained with yeah. his feet. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Which would line up potentially with the, the belt tying prophecy. Exactly, early. yeah, right. Could be. All right. How far are we uh, reading? In? We've got four more verses. Wait, did we stop? I thought we stopped at 37. 36. I mean, sorry, I thought the passage stopped at 36. Did you have to I had you read to 36. Mm -hmm. Wait with him. Yeah, we just finished. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, next week's lesson's already already online. Um, but I can tell you that if Sunday goes the way I hope it will, um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blister through this. I think it's important to stop and notice some of the things that where he's being accused and his defense, his reaction and so forth. Um, I, I don't think that, you know, he's in a boat, he's taken from here, he's before the, you know, um, the little movement stuff, I don't think, you know, we need to, to spend a whole lot of time on. Um, but my plan is to blister through the rest of, of Acts and kind of pause for these vignettes where we've got an accusation and then a defense. And uh, I think that'll keep it moving for us. And then we'll uh, finish up the last few epistles and spend, uh, I think, uh, a good amount of time in both Hebrews and Revelation. Not a lot of time in Revelation for Holocaust necessarily, uh, but once or twice that come to mind. But, and you got 22 chapters, so it's going to take a little while just to get through it. Mm -hmm. um, but this should be fun. I think you'll, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. We doing good so far? Everybody, all right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, once we're done with Acts, I'll start a new study guide, part four, um, so that I'll get a little smaller for your download and all that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't. Uh, in Acts, we're going to have a couple of map things just so you can show uh, where we went. But after that, just a couple of pistols, and I think it should be pretty good. I thought it was pretty cool having the, the context where you brought up having to run down. Yeah. Because I just kind of thought, well, the temple must be up. Well, no, mm -hmm. so I just ran down from that. But it's interesting when you're, we're, we're going through an exact play-by-play -play of what's going on. That's right. You've got to picture it and see what's going on with the context. I've not been to the land. You've been. Dad's been. I think you've been. So it's kind of, you're probably able to play out in your head like, where they're at, what's going on, how they're going through. Really. Well, cool. Some people have said that the temple was on the slightly lower level and that the That's military was, compound was on the higher. The That's where I was trying to link it, but no one bid at that, so I just let it go. The what was at a higher level? The military, the military compound. It, it, was, it was all on that same level. But to Alex's point, that they had built it up. They were up oh, all, they were both on the mountain, up. but one's a little higher than the other. Could be. And there's some people that are wanting to build a new temple, and they're saying we need to build it in that neighborhood because that's where the temple was, not over here where it where they think the temple, where yeah. most people think the temple was. Yeah. Well, we we do have part of the mount exposed, and we're praying at it. Mm -hmm. So, 
Well, it's not hard to figure out where it was. It's interesting to read Josephus' account. Uh, he actually went to step by step, yeah. and he said there was a specific gap in between the citadel, the Roman fortress, and the temple itself, and that the fortress itself overshadowed the entire complex of the Temple Mount. And um, when I read that, because I, I got the book of um, the Jewish Wars, I looked and there was a Russian painting by an artist who showed a beautiful depiction of the citadel with the um, temple, but the temple surprisingly was not on the Temple Mount, but slightly lower below in the whole entire Temple Mount was the fortress of the citadel itself. And just a few square blocks lower was the Temple Mount, more in the proximity of the city of David itself. Um, I don't, I'm not arguing what is the correct placement of the Temple Mount, but it, when I read Josephus' account, with that, I was thinking, that looks exactly like Josephus himself, who had specified the sacking of Jerusalem and how the Temple Mount was proximity to the citadel. I don't know who I was listening to talking about <coughs> that, but they were saying if this came into consensus, they could start building the Temple now, and it would be big conflict that it is that's right the now. Argument, but then they would have to displace a lot of Jewish people. Homes, homes yes. Yeah, to do so. And yeah. most of the temple coins they keep finding is below the Temple Mount in the city of David itself. And in fact, I bought, I purchased one, myself a replica of a Jewish gold coin in the city of David itself, which they found it down there. And I'm wondering why are all these temple coins keep being found in the city of David itself and not on the Temple Mount? And sometimes I'm led to the same conclusion with the historical facts. Um, but a lot of the Jewish people believe the Temple Mount itself housed the temple. And I'm not going to argue one way or the other. I'm, I'm yeah. good with all of it. Yeah. I thought I had a nice picture. It's exciting to think that well, the, the right person might city of tell the right people this is true. Of where it is now. And then, okay, let's go ahead and get started. Uh -huh. It's supposed to be the same, exact same place. Same exact yeah. place. Yeah. In fact, we just read the about the. Uh, um, isn't that the same place that uh, Avraham uh, sacrificed? Decatur. Yeah. Same so now. we just finished reading about it. Same, same, same place. But it's just at the threshing floor where um, David yeah. spot and sacrificed um, just so that later, yeah. the um, angel of death would quit killing the people for his wrongdoing mm -hmm. of doing a census. Where is this threshing floor at? Well, well, if you go inside the the dome of the rock, they have that lumpy threshing floor right there in the middle of the dome, right? Where you would where you would lose all your grain down in all the holes and <laughs> pockets and stuff. I mean, the threshing floor would be a flat place. Should be. And Although, of course, the Temple Mount it wouldn't be a threshing floor after. So yeah. constructed on top of by now. There's no. I mean, you would have sure. no idea trying, what it would look like. There. Trying to provide a. You know, like uh, Greg was saying a minute ago, you've you definitely got some uh, some time that's passed, and Jerusalem is full of hills. Yeah, you get that. The, the, I think that geography. You get that in this passage where it says that they came down to Paul, and the next sec sentence or whatever it says, and they came up to Paul. Um, Jerusalem is one of the only places where you can do that in a very short yeah, distance. I, yeah. um, I used to bemoan that when I would walk, I was working in Jerusalem and I would walk to work and it's like I would, <laughs> I would come down. You had to walk like, uphill both ways? I would, yeah, that's what it felt like. It's like the only city on the planet it felt like where you could actually go up two massive hills in one point walk. It's like, because you would go, it would go up and then you go right back down again and then go right back up again. I, I know that I've got a picture of this somewhere. I just can't find it. So I will... Uh... And keep in mind, they did escort him out of the temple so they could have 
taking him down to a lower sure, elevation. Absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah. So it, no, that could very well explain why. Definitely. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah it would have made that would make sense. Yeah. Either way, it's interesting to point out the Citadel location, mostly because of the fact that I think that that highlights how quickly this all happened. Because I'm reading it today, and I'm thinking to myself, and they were beating him, and I'm like, how is he still alive? Like, like time-wise, it doesn't take that long for a mob to kill someone. No. So um, it's very obvious that you know the the Roman soldiers moved quickly as soon as they realized it was it was some sort of riot going on, and they intervened fast enough that the mob hadn't had time to really do a whole lot yet. You're right. That would happen. That the oh, there's not going to be this the quick. That's this long, drawn-out process. I mean, a couple blows. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, granted, they were dragging him away. So it wasn't like immediately sort of wailing but on him. Still, but still, it, it, it would be very, very fast. That's yeah. It. I mean, it would... Okay. You know, Here's observant as usual. Here's... Uh, hmm. I'm just thinking, would they... You know, I, they could beat him, but they wouldn't... I know there were plots to kill him. Before, but if you're right at the temple, you're going to kill somebody right at the no, temple. No, they would have taken him out. That's what, that's what it says. They closed the, the gates, Sanhedrin. so they went. Well, that's well, maybe I don't know. This is it's an interesting question here. If they were, if they were, if that was the intent or not. Um, clearly, they were concerned. If you can see that thing in the middle, the temple mount with the temple itself, and the thing on the right is the fortress of Antonio. I think is what it's called. Okay, so is as Alex saying. You've got the spot over here where they have, and this may have been higher than it, but you can't get up there. That's not where you hit a high ceiling. That's an elevated military position. This is an illustration, not what it currently looks like. Um, that's what it used to look like yeah. in the days of the Masters. So we're talking about this spot over here in the corner. So, but it's all on the mount itself. Yeah. And that giant, giant mountain. So that is, um, that what's weird is, according to historical writers, the citadel itself was bigger than the temple itself. That shows a disproportion of the temple being a whole lot bigger than the citadel, but the citadel supposedly was more grandiose in size and formidable than the temple itself. And the temple itself had the walls around, but they wanted to be above that in order to, so that way, you know, they could lock themselves up in the temple and maintain a secret. They always got to have that high That's like four stories. All right. Any final comments? Final comments? There's a great model of the of what the temple mount used to look like in Jerusalem. Yeah. At the Israel Museum. Small story down there. It's not the museum with the scroll in. Those are all both right there. I can't recall Real which close. one has it. Yeah. One of them so, does. But it is huge. There's a, you can walk right up to this model that looks just like what I just showed you. It may even be it. I mean, it was, but the whole city, that's what's crazy. It's it was, like, it's not just, you know, that's the temple. They've got the temple mount. They've got the city around it. They've got the rolling hillsides. And they're all these, like, you know, your little Christmas village yeah. size. It is I mean, amazing. it's incredible. Yeah, it's it's like as big it? as your whole backyard. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a really yeah. impressive. It's, um, it would take a while just to walk around it. It's so big. So, which we and did. Where is this? In Jerusalem. There's a, really? a model of Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. It's That's cool. Made of many limestone. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I think we're good. We good? Your employees are just now leaving. Who, who? Your employees. Yeah, stuff isn't, I tell you. Or you, her employees. 
It's sometimes hard to tell. <laughs> Let's not go there, you know. All right, let me pray for you guys. Father God, we thank you for the Word of God. We thank you for preserving it. We thank you for a uh, thrilling talk this evening, Father, as we look back at what Paul was going, uh, going through and the inconsistencies with what we've been taught uh, through our lifetimes and the histories. We pray, Father, that you would uh, find us faithful to study this week and to come prepared that we might know you better, know your word better, know Paul better, know our master better. Father, we pray that you would uh, bless us as we go, that you would uh, give us opportunities to share what we've learned with others, and Father, that you would send your son soon in our days. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. <laughs>